Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Chronicles of Mister. I am Mister Pierre, and I am once again joined by Doctor Thomas Mitchell. Who I am so happy to have another conversation with you, Doctor Mitchell. Welcome Absolutely. back. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the invite. Happy holidays, by the way. Indeed, indeed, we are about to go on to our uh, Thanksgiving break. When, whenever this airs, <laughs> just know that um, the times may not sync the same. But uh, nonetheless, it's going to be a well-needed uh, break off. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think that's a great place to start. Of like, how has your year uh, been up to this point? It's been an interesting year. Um, as you know, we coming out of the pandemic, coming out of a lot of uh, online learning, um, either synchronous or asynchronous, and getting the culture back to, or just creating a culture shift where scholars are starting to you know, be more uh, aligned with what our expectations are has been a challenge, um, mm. but it's it's been doable. Um, and now that we're like in November, almost December, uh, a lot of the children are starting to get settled because children thrive off of routine, right? Uh, and habits, and they want to meet expectations. So it's been interesting, but it's been good. Awesome. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Because I do know, it's usually around October where that Shocktober comes in where kiddos, after, I'd say, August, September, the honeymoon, quote unquote, is over. They're like, okay, now I'm back. And then you couple that with what you said of us being, uh, coming out of the pandemic. And now kids are either <laughs> showing all out or they're like, okay, <laughs> I now understand the groove and they're hitting their stride. So it's good to hear that kids, like you mentioned, they just need that routine. You keep consistent to it and they'll the rise to the occasion. How has it been for your staff? How's the, I guess, the morale, if you will? Uh, it's been fair, and, and I use the term fair loosely, in the sense that uh, they too are trying to, you know, navigate the throes of now teaching scholars who um, are behind in the academics um, as well as maintaining or keeping up with the pace of curriculum and uh, initiatives that administration are putting out or, you know, giving to them, trying to meet and do well on their observations. Uh, so the morale is, it's a, it's a little bit of a roller coaster. It's up and down. Um, but uh, definitely, I think the support of administration and trying to make it uh, an environment where they can do this, the support is there, um, as well as some positive little, uh, you know, things that happen in our meetings to keep the morale up has been making it just content. You know, they're, they're awesome. there and, and we're making it together. So, yeah. I know on, on my end, being uh, a classroom teacher, uh, yeah, having an admin that recognizes and acknowledges that, hey, things are not great. Things may not even be good. And to use the word that you're using, like things are fair. It is is beneficial because it's then like, all right, admin sees what we're going through. Um, and then to know, hey, here are some things that are being put in place to support me as a teacher, support the kiddos, um, and then for us to be able to work towards that. So that's, that's, that's good to hear. Knowing um, that we are still in this post-COVID, post-pandemic, it's not fully post yet, but we're still in the mix of things. Um, how do you, as an administrator real because there are so many teachers who are choosing to leave at, and for their own reasons, how do you as an administrator look to acquire and 
get great teachers, good teachers to be in front of the kiddos so that that routine of having a good teacher in front of them is something that the kiddos get. Well, I mean, that's, so that's a, no, no, at all, <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> that's a two-part question for me. And I say it's a two-part yeah. question because I, you, we got to start with, you know, for the interview process, right? Because um, mm -hmm. if you're going to have a school, making sure that you have the right players or what I would consider key players um, is definitely important. And I think sometimes when you, when we're doing those interviews, asking very serious questions um, that might be even uh, culturally aligned. Um, I like to always think of myself as a gatekeeper to an urban school that is predominantly brown and black, um, you know, mm -hmm. Latino children and, and, and other sorts. Um, and so while I'm asking about these skills of, you know, what do you know about instruction, data, curriculum, assessment, um, there's also the social emotional part. I, you know, I, I too ask teachers, you know, what are, what are some things if you get caught in a bind, how do you deal with the stresses? Uh, you know, do you and, and you are you receptive to feedback? Um, because I know that if you can hit those key points, then it's a it, it's a sign or it's a you know a piece of information for administrators to know that this may be a, a good candidate for our place. Um, and generally, you can feel the vibe. Sometimes I, people may not believe it, but intuition plays a major role in even getting some of our key players. Um, and and, and uh, on that length, I, I got to mention that, you know, I love when we're dealing with, I, I remember asking the teacher, well, because she taught in a predominantly uh, rural or, or suburban area that was very low in the demographic of brown and black children. And so I asked what was the exposure, uh, you know, and she didn't have a lot of the competencies. That's not to say that she wouldn't have made a good teacher. So, you know, mm -hmm. but there were more questions about, so what, what is your philosophy about diversity? Um, and, you know, have there ever been conversations? You know, and some of her responses definitely, you know, informed me as an administrator. Well, this seems like somebody who's open to the prospects or, you know, of learning and who may be culturally uh, low on the cultural responsiveness, but is willing to learn. I just think like taking a lot of things into consideration is always going to be key. But the first and foremost part is being a gatekeeper. There's the so there's the interview side, but then there's also the teacher who is in the classroom. Right. How do we get them to stay and be strong? Um, and that's I love to say that there's different styles of leadership. Right. You have some leaders that are autocratic, democratic, transformational. And I think one of the most powerful things is being a transformational leader. And here's why. Because a transformational leader looks at the work that has to be done and then in and of itself says, how would I get into the work so that this teacher doesn't feel like he or she is performing this task alone um, and can have uh, well-designed, crafted experienced information on how to turnkey or execute a practice. So let me use myself for example. Our school, uh, we acquired a new curriculum called Lavinia, and it's a reading mm -hmm. program. And so for all of the grades that are using novels, I read the novels with the classes. I brought the novels home. I went <laughs> grades three through six. Uh, and so I knew I had the backdrop of the novels. And so anytime that there was a lesson that was in the curriculum, I could look at it myself, understand what the content of, is and help them to turn key or find possible misconceptions, 
possible correctives to address the misconceptions, even teach a couple of the lessons because I wanted him or her to know that it is doable and to have mm. some kind of archetype, a blueprint on how they can actually execute the lesson. So I think like when you provide an administrator provides that kind of leadership, then it lets, the, it lets those who are following one feel that they have confidence in their leader and that they're not alone and that, oh, he just walked in here and just blew that out of the water. Or I'm staying because I know that if anything, he's going to help me. He's going to find a way. So I think that that's one right. of those are two, you know, key uh, components or elements of just trying to maintain, uh, you know, good staff and uh, setting up the, the players of the game to be strong. No, I think you just hit on the, the, the nail on the head in terms of like, as an admin, you are there in the trenches, if you will, with your staff mm -hmm. to go home, read, like you mentioned, all the, the novels from three to six to know that, hey, if need be, I could come in and teach a lesson or rather, hey, let's plan for me to teach a lesson and model how I would do X, Y, Z, and then allow the teacher to know like, hey, you can then teacher be as authentic as you wish to be, but know that, hey, you can take from what I've uh, modeled for you is I think fantastic in terms of, as an administrator to show your staff, like I'm here with you. And I think one of the things that I've experienced and I'm sure whoever's listening to this as well, may or may not experience this as well, is like there at times admin admin who have been out of the classroom for such a long time that sometimes they'll mm. suggest things and you're like looking at them like, that is not gonna work. <laughs> that is not gonna work. No disrespect, but that is not gonna work. And so to hear that you are like, no, 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 I'm gonna be right there with you um, is really, really encouraging. That's, that's dope to hear. I like what that's you just said. If, and if I can like just add into that, uh, times yeah. certainly have changed, right? Mm -hmm. The way that we learn the curriculum and, and different uh, resources that we're, that I'm looking at today is not like how it was when I was growing up. And I, no. we often have family nights, whether it be family literacy or family math nights, where we have to explain what we're using in terms of curriculum resources and how it is different. And I think one thing, you know, is just to help, like, I, I just got to say, knowing how the curriculum is crafted is important, too, for all stakeholders, whether it be teacher, principal, or, or parents, um, and helping them to understand that this does not look like when we were little. Math is not, they're not teaching it the same way. It's not just algorithm. Now it's conceptual mm -hmm. development. You know, like if you had to solve this problem, you can use a number bond. You can use a tape diagram. You can, it's the thinking behind it because if you get the concept, those are, those become transferable. But I think there being is. an admin, it is important to know those things so that when we're talking to even stakeholders at home, they still feel the competence, you know, teachers, they feel it as well. Um, and it all works together lovely. So you, you said a mouthful just now. <laughs> yeah. And even, I would even go as far as like, it doesn't even have to be as, as far as um, back in our day. I think also to recognize and acknowledging due to COVID that has sh shifted things as, way, as well too, because the kiddos who are coming back, it's not the, it's not the same. They've had two, roughly two years of mm -hmm. being out of the classroom. And so there's going to be a gap there. So that has to be addressed. Mm -hmm. the, the socialization that they would have had in those two years, that needs to be addressed as well, too. And just knowing, like, we've all been traumatized. We've all know mm -hmm. or we in our immediate family have lost someone or we know someone or know somebody who knows somebody um, that is lost. And so, like, acknowledge that and acknowledging that as well is something that has to be acknowledged as well, too, to say, like, yeah, it's not going to be the same. There are going to be moments where 
you may be rocking and rolling and may want to, you know, continue and push on, but the mood of the class, you have to take a, a, a temperature check, a heat check to be like, yeah, we're all off. And what is the reason? And let's address that. And as you mentioned, that social emotional aspect needs to, needs to be addressed because things are just not the same. No. And they're not, they're not. I like that in our, in the makeup, um, of our school, we have advisories. We don't have a school counselor per se. Mm. So um, our uh, we call our teachers illuminators. They serve as um, there's a period in the day where they serve as advisors, and and they have what we mm -hmm. call advisory. Uh, during that, they we do lessons on social emotional. Um, there's time built in to talk about microcosms of society, of time, of Mm. Um, school environments of social environments, um, you know, and allow scholars to just open up their hearts, open up their minds and talk, you know, freely, um, as well as do projects for community based things. But I think it is important, like you said, to realize that this is a different day. This is who's ever taught post pandemic. Who? Yeah. Who's ever been an administrator <laughs> post pandemic? So when you got scenarios or situations like that, then it requires to be almost a you know a a, a trendsetter. You know, like you're you're you're, you you're you're creating a path right that has never been done. Um, well, it hasn't by, been as far as I know, right, right. Yeah. And so you know, but it, so then we're thinking out of the box and working in the box, <laughs> mm -hmm. and trying to yeah. make sure that there's certain. Um, uh, acquisitions of, of, of social emotional, uh, you know, incorporated into the day, into the lesson, so that we, because we know that affect and academics are married. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you are not paying attention to the feelings of scholars and staff for that for that part, um, the academics just becomes another thing, or they won't access it because yeah. I'm still stuck, and I just need somebody to hear me. Um, and so, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just think that that has been something that I, I've thought about deeply as an administrator. You know, how do we, because we're talking about the morale of teachers, how do I not become insensitive or callous and, or just take into like low account, when I say low, like not really giving it the brunt or the, the time that it deserves when we're talking about the emotionality of teachers who are doing the work that has never been done in this kind of uh, phase or stage of life. So, right, right. yeah. Yeah. Admin is dealing with a lot. Teachers are dealing with a lot. Kiddos are dealing with a lot. And to be able to have a space where that can be processed, mm. to be able to have a space where words can be put to those feelings or uh, married with those feelings yeah. is important. It's essential. Um, otherwise, it's like you mentioned, if I'm so worried about mom, dad, auntie, tia, abuela, I'm, I'm not going to really be fully present for whatever the teacher who's in front of me is doling out. So I need those things to be addressed. Um, and I need a space to be able to process that to then be able to be like, okay, now I can learn my multiplication facts or like you mentioned, not just the algorithm, but the, the reasoning behind it. Yeah. Yeah. That's whew. how, yeah. how do you, because there is so much to deal with. How do you find that balance or, or is it not so much balance as it is sort of a juggling act of like, this is taking care of, right? Throw that up. This is taking care of, throw that up and then catch the next thing.
Hey there, everyone, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronicles of Mister. <laughs>